Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A special legislative session in Missouri is set for next month. Governor Mike Parson says it will focus on tax reduction measures. Every taxpaying Missourian, no matter their background, income, or job description, will see a reduction in their tax liability. Parson announced the special session yesterday. Lawmakers will be gathering in Jefferson City in just over two weeks for that special session. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, they will address agriculture tax credit programs along with cutting income taxes. When Governor Mike Parson vetoed two bills this year containing agricultural tax credits and a one-time non-refundable income tax credit, he said he wanted to hold a special session to fix the problems he saw with them. Parson wants lawmakers to pass both the agricultural tax credit programs with a longer expiration date as well as a permanent income tax cut. Parson said they did not consider Missouri's recent influx of federal dollars when debating whether the state could afford to pass the income tax cut. This is general revenue that we're talking about today. And can we sustain that going forward in the state? We believe that number we can. We believe that's a very conservative number to be able to do that. The session is set to begin on September 6th. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A third former St. Louis alderman is set to own up to his role in a bribery scheme. Lewis Reed will plead guilty Friday, the same day as his former colleague Jeffrey Boyd. Reed was originally scheduled to be in court today for a pretrial hearing. The former board president, along with Boyd and John Collins Muhammad, are all charged with accepting cash, campaign donations, and other gifts in exchange for helping a developer get incentives. Collins Muhammad will officially plead guilty today. Many survivors of last month's flash flooding in the St. Louis region still need basics like food and cleaning supplies. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, service organizations are stepping up to help with needs that are not met by federal support programs. Federal grants can cover home repairs and replacing personal property, and there are three disaster assistance centers set up locally to help people navigate the applications. But it was the Urban League that handed out frozen chickens, cornbread mix, and dehumidifiers to flood survivors on Saturday. Urban League Vice President John Clark says 2,500 to 3,000 people lined up for help. It was very heart-wrenching to see the faces and see children and senior citizens who you know live in constant desperate need. The United Way is directing people in need to the service agency that can best assist them. For help, they can dial 211. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth says funding to address chronic flooding in Cahokia Heights will come with more oversight. A Democrat met with people in the Metro East community yesterday whose homes regularly flood during heavy rain. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. Some residents in Cahokia Heights have been frustrated in the past when money comes to the community government to fix the sewer problems and the issue persists. Locals like Devon Connors criticized the Metro East community's mayor during Duckworth's visit. Don't give Curtis McCall and them nothing. 
No, no, the money's going to, the money's going to go to the county and the state, and we're going to work together in the federal government. The Corps of Engineers is here, you see uh, the colonel yes. here. Yeah. They're going to be watching over everything, and we're going to fix yeah. it. Duckworth says Cahokia Heights will get at least $37 million from the state and federal government to fix its storm and sanitary sewer systems. She and officials from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency say parts of the funding will have federal oversight. In Cahokia Heights, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. A lawsuit could prevent the legalization of recreational marijuana in Missouri from appearing on November's ballot. The Missouri Independent reports the legal action argues the initiative petition violates the state constitution and did not gain enough signatures. Jefferson City resident Joy Sweeney filed the suit. Sweeney is with a national group of community coalitions designed to prevent substance abuse. The Missouri Independent also reports a spokesman for the Secretary of State's office is not commenting on the case details, and an official with the effort behind the initiative petition says the lawsuit lacks merit. Some service members and health experts say the military is not doing enough to prevent eating disorders. Troops are required to meet strict weight limits or risk getting kicked out. That can lead to eating disorders. Desiree Diorio reports for the American Homefront Project. Retired Navy senior chief Leah Stiles caused a stir this summer when she posted on social media a personal account of her 20-year career. For years, she desperately tried to hide an eating disorder that's now gotten so bad she's looking for inpatient treatment. This is my life, man. Like, I'm I'm at the end of things here. Stiles says she got used to purging, restricting her food intake, and over-exercising to pass the Navy's twice-annual weight screenings. Her routine included laxatives, hours in the sauna, and dehydrating herself. She remembers failing to make weight once. She was ordered to take off her shirt and be measured in front of her shipmates. I was like, okay, so I'm never doing that again. Like, I'll be making weight from now on. Stiles, a two-time Sailor of the Year, wrote to the Navy's top leaders with her ideas to prevent harmful weight loss before it starts. They include a widespread awareness campaign starting in boot camp and medical referrals for sailors who take extreme measures before weigh-in. I know that this is an epidemic that this culture is facing. So I just wanted to come up with something that I could make an impact. There aren't many places for sailors with eating disorders to turn to for help at sea or on land. But some changes are underway. Lieutenant Commander Pamela Gregory is a Navy dietitian. She says she's begun work on a program to streamline health care so that when sailors develop eating disorders, there's a pathway to treatment. We are working with leadership to hopefully bring around a program for this much-needed population that has been, in a sense, underserved. Gregory says the program came about partly because Stiles, a high-ranking former senior chief, went public. Hopefully it's not just a flash in the pan and then gone the next day. Gregory's program is just for the Navy. A broader response for the whole military would have to come from the Defense Health Agency. A spokesperson there declined an interview, but said in a statement that nutrition counseling and other medical treatments are available. There's not much data on how prevalent eating disorders are among active duty troops. The Government Accountability Office found fewer than 1,800 troops were diagnosed from 2013 to 2017. That's about a tenth of one percent. But advocates say that's a gross underestimate. 
That's why Commander Monica Ormeno wants the Defense Department to count how many troops have eating disorders. She's a top psychiatric advisor to the Navy. We really don't know how bad it is. So I think that once we have a better assessment of our forces' eating habits, then we can really talk about a change in culture. And a change in culture has to come with the understanding that weight standards are going to have to be adjusted. Stiles, the retired chief, says she loves the Navy and isn't trying to hurt the organization that she served for two decades. Think about all these sailors and the sailors that are reaching out to me now. There's so many and they're all just like, help me and how do I get help? So I feel like, yeah, as a senior chief, who's going to speak for them? Now, she says her focus is on getting treatment for herself and being a role model for junior sailors. I'm Desiree DiOrio on Long Island. That story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.